This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. The Race for the Ring, Episode 90. How to Avoid First Date Disasters with Brian Dunn. You're listening to The Race for the Ring. I am your host, Mindy Barnett. I'm an entrepreneur, motivational author, keynote speaker, television contributor, and a single mom. Since re-entering the dating world after my divorce, I found dating life eye-opening. In the age of Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge, there seems to be more horror stories and humor than happy endings among my friends and social circles. And I want to know why. Each week, we'll chat with a different dating queen or king, socialite or relationship expert, and explore the many facets of dating today, pitfalls to steer clear from, and how to find the finest fish in the sea. Get ready, set, go. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Race for the Ring. Today, we are going to dive in how to avoid first date disasters. And by disasters, I don't necessarily mean like, oh, it's a horrible date. But what you can do to set yourself up for success before you go on that first date, how to handle tricky situations like the first kiss, how to dress, where to go, uh, who to pay, um, things to not do in terms of texting etiquette and all of the above. Brian Dunn is a very well-established relationship and dating coach. He's based in the San Francisco Bay Area, and he's going to share with us all of this insight and more. I'm going to tell you a little bit about him. He started his coaching business after his divorce and helped singles connect with their authentic selves, which is key in trying to find your partner, coming to the table as as you are and not putting on a mask and being someone that you are not. He shares how to obtain the skills necessary to navigate this ever-changing dating world that we're still in and also to connect with folks and find the relationships that you want. As I mentioned, he's divorced. He's a father of two and he actually brings his own um, experiences of transformation coming out of his quote shell as the shy guy defining some dating success. He's in a relationship now, a healthy one, um, and is extremely happy, and he just wants to pay it forward. But first and foremost, his methodology in, in helping his clients is to essentially recognize their patterns of mistakes and what they're accustomed to, and also healing the wounds of the past, which are obviously so unnecessary to do when looking for love. So without further ado, 
We're going to get right to the conversation with Brian. Hello, Brian. Thank you for joining us on the Race for the Ring. Nice to have you here. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. It's fantastic to be here. So tell us a little bit about yourself. You are a dating and a relationship coach. Um, How did you get into that space? And do you find that it's busier now with uh, people kind of getting back into the swing of things, dating and so forth? I know myself included during the pandemic and the lockdown and the aftermath of COVID, there was a lot of apprehension about going out in general, let alone meeting new people. So yeah, exactly. Uh, well, my name is Brian Dunn. As you mentioned, I am a dating and relationship coach. I help people reconnect with their authentic selves so they can learn the, the dating tools and find and keep the kinds of relationships that they want. And I got into this space because I, I've always loved helping people, teaching, tutoring, helping people grow and learn. And that's where I get satisfaction and kind of life enjoyment. And I went, I was married for 17 years. I got married super young. I have two grown kids, um, but I went through a divorce, you know, that whole process in 2015, 2016. And mm-hmm. I went through my own growth journey, learning how to feel my feelings, how to communicate, how to be a better partner, how to date, how to all of, all of the things that go into that. And I, I've also worked with a coach. So I just felt that through the course of me learning and going through my growth process and helping talk to friends and people around me, giving advice that this is something I really enjoyed and have a a big passion for. So it was just something that I wanted to continue on in the professional capacity and helping people find and keep the kinds of of love and relationships that they want. That's good. So you want to take forward your your knowledge. I actually, as you were saying that, I I too went through a divorce around that same time. I think it's the exact same year, actually. Um, And I definitely, yeah, I definitely learned a lot about myself um, and probably would present to be a much different partner today than I would have been if I stayed married, certainly. Um, What would you say for you, um, before we get into some of the meat and potatoes of what the topic is about, or the show rather, what would you say for you would be like the top three things that you learned along the way that you bring to the table when you coach clients um, now in in the relationship space? Yeah, great question. I think um, one would be that I've been through like anything you could imagine, like marriage, divorce, uh, kind of recovering after divorce, recovering after breakups, um, learning as a man how to actually feel my feelings and and know what I'm looking for and be able to speak up and and learning how to communicate, learning as an adult how to communicate and be a good partner. Two would be um, just kind of my transformation from shy guy to somebody who is able to like flirt and make connections and build chemistry on dates just what that looks like because so much of what we expect um in this space is oh if there's chemistry there's fireworks there's a spark then everything will fall into place and and we'll be able to live happily ever after and that's not really how it goes most of the time And, and there are tools and different things skills to dating and communication that you need to know to you know, whether it's building chemistry or how to maintain a like a connection and not let it fizzle. And then thirdly, I would just say just my um, compassion and empathy for people going through all sorts of experiences and things in their life and my ability to 
um, not tell them what to do, not tell them how it should be and, and how to live, but help guide them through their own journey, their own steps to find the, the solution or the, the path that works right for them. That's great. Sounds like to me that you're, you found a lot of, um, I guess, uh, growing through growing pains, um, some strength in terms of how to be a better partner and show up for your partner, and which starts with yes. the dating process, right? Um, yeah. And first and foremost, um, I've learned, and I'm sure you probably would would uh, agree, we need to protect our heart and ourselves, not be guarded, but be mindful. So that brings us yeah. to the red flags that we're going to talk mm-hmm. about today. So yeah. let's talk a little little bit about first and foremost um most people myself included when you do date um although i have to say i was (laughs) not i haven't been on it lately just for a variety of reasons but the dating apps right that's sort of like the way to go in most cases it's nice to meet organically but that's not necessarily the way of the world today so what would you say you're you're saying like the first thing that people do incorrectly is basically post pictures that are either old and not good representations of what they look like today or photos that aren't even of themselves that's obviously yeah. as you say catfishing or just you know lying about facts let's talk a little bit about why that is a red flag yeah definitely um i think just being able to believe in yourself have confidence in yourself and your self-worth enough mm-hmm. to put that representation of yourself out there is just a, a big green flag so if you are not confident in the way you look and you're using pictures that are 5 10 15 years old when you weighed a different when you look different or when you weighed you know a different weight or when you felt you were more confident but you're not feeling uh, confident in yourself now or even trying to use a different version of yourself to lure people in because maybe once they get to know me they'll like my personality well just starting mm-hmm. off on the wrong foot about lying you know, misrepresenting or lying about your age or your weight or your looks or your background, or even just using, you know, lying about hiking when you've been hiking once in in 10 years, you know, trying to appear cool to be what other people want when they would be interested in a different version of you, not the version of you that you are. So if you get on that date and you can't live up to whatever version of you you represented either visually or just the kinds of hobbies and interests you have, then, you know, at some point that facade is going to crumble away, whether that's in the first few seconds of meeting them or, you know, as you start talking about, you know, I love hiking and it looked like you did too. But yeah, actually that picture was from five years ago when I went hiking once and I I threw up all the way down and I don't really hike. So (laughs) that's the the version of your stuff that you put out there. Yeah, yeah. So you're set, basically setting yourself up to fail, it sounds like, obviously. Yeah. I think people may ha- even have good intentions. They may not be looking to be deceitful. Um, some may, obviously. But I, I would like to say most people on these dating apps are doing so because they want to actually make a connection. So yeah. like you're saying, they may not be confident in the way they look today or they may yeah. present to be a, a little bit of a different personality or different hobbies, etc. But the end of the day they're going to attract people that like those things so yeah. you're better off just being your your true self and then who you attract is going to be more compatible for you in the long run too right yeah but exactly i can definitely see how that would be a red flag because that's obviously if someone shows up not the person that they presented to be whether it's visually or just like with their personality or interests yeah. or whatever yeah. they're not being honest from day one that to me would definitely be a turnoff i'm gonna say that also comes from insecurity about yourself and 
Mm-hmm. And it's more attractive. It's, it's sexier to be confident and secure in yourself than being insecure and thinking that you have to hide who you are. And sometimes it's even maybe more so for men. I think women may take more pictures of themselves or, you know, in friend groups. But if we don't have great pictures, that can be the thing holding us back. You look through Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Oh, I don't have a lot of great pictures. So I'm going to just use whatever I have. But if you can mm-hmm. be proactive about it and, you know, work with a friend, just have a friend come over and try on different outfits or go take pictures. Or every time you go out to a restaurant or a bar or to a baseball game or whatever it is, take pictures and just make that a habit so you have more recent up-to-date pictures. And also if you're doing things that you enjoy, you'll be smiling and laughing and, and being you'll be glowing in those pictures and be more attractive just for being you. Absolutely. That's great advice. Um, it's funny too. We're last little note on this topic. I, I, I have not had in a situation where I've gone on a date and the person didn't look like they did in the picture. Um, but so many men have said to me on dates, wow, you really look like your picture. I'm like, oh my God, I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, why most people don't, but I guess they don't, you know, according to everything. Okay. Moving on. When you're asking, Asking for pictures. I find this to be completely irritating when a guy asks me to send them additional pictures before a meeting. Um, I sometimes do, but it's like reluctant. And I, mm-hmm. I totally understand you're saying it could be interpreted both ways, like either just yeah. like they're, they're needing more content or they're asking for a sexy picture. And I've yeah. come to, you know, I've had both encounters and I find this, like, I'll let you talk more about it, but as a female, I 150% agree with your mindset on that one because mm-hmm. it is such a turnoff. In fact, I wind up like unmatching or blocking them. I'm like, I am finished with you. Even if like, ew, like, yeah. no. All right. Yeah. Take it away. And that's, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. um, can be for a couple of reasons. It could be trying to get sexy, sexy pictures late at night, whatever it is, taking things mm-hmm. in that direction and that's one of the other red flags is just talking about sex or getting sexual too quickly um, in general but the other can Mm -hmm. be um, maybe all of the pictures are maybe they're they're used to not knowing what the person looks like because maybe there's a lot of selfies from certain angles or it's all above the neck or there's no like full body picture or no picture like doing something so they want to see what what you look like or what the person looks like so I think there's there's multiple reasons but still it's I think one thing you can do is make sure that, so after your first profile picture is a nice uh, smiling picture, clear, no hats, no sunglasses, no group pictures. But second picture, have it be a full body picture. Uh, it could be you sitting somewhere, doing something, hiking, anything that kind of gives a full picture of you. So you're not um, coming across as like you're hiding something. Because men, we do see a lot of, here's, here's six pictures of me from a high angle. You only see my face. Um, it's either in the bathroom or the car or something, and that's sort of a yeah. red flag. You you don't know what they're hiding, and it's you know they may be beautiful, they may be your type, they may not be your type, but just being insecure about how you look or or showing yourself that's kind of a red flag from the other direction. But I love your way of setting boundaries and either unmatching or blocking them, kind of moving on. If somebody mm-hmm. is being appropriate and crossing what you feel is uh, appropriate level of 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 communication and comfort level at that point. That's interesting though, because as you say that, I'm like so, soaking up your information. I often would be the one to just have, I, I'll, I have one full body picture, I think on my profile, but I just typically, and I think I'm a, 
a slender person. I'm athletic and, you know, I'm in decent shape, but it's, so I'm not, it's not because I'm not confident of my body. I am confident of my body. It's more that I just tend to not take those types of pictures. I usually do take a lot of selfies. Um, if I take full body pictures, it's like I'm posing with friends and things and, um, I'm in PR and I'm a selfie queen. I often call myself. So, I mean, it's just a lot of that on my camera roll, but that's really interesting that you say that that's because yeah, I can totally see how, to a guy that would be a definite red flag not intentional but like for the from the female point of view perhaps in some cases like mine but nevertheless so also I you had some really good advice about how to properly ask for a photo can you share that with our listeners because I think this was really interesting and I definitely will implement some of that if I need to get more photos too yeah uh, great question I think um well first of all if somebody does ask for pictures and you are uncomfortable, it could be just their about their, their level of social, so, uh, I can't say words this morning, okay. socialization, just their social uh-huh. skills. And they, so if that's the only little, you know, mini red flag and everything else has been fine, that could be a, a point where you say, I'm not comfortable doing that, or you send a picture of your dog or your food or something to just kind of be playful with it. Um, but if you do want to ask for pictures, I think it's more about, um, bringing it up to something that's relevant, not let me see what you look like or send me something sexy or send me a pic, which is kind of vague and, and it's sort of leading on, but you could say, ask for something. You mentioned that you make really fantastic banana bread. Do you have any pictures? I've been craving banana bread. Make it relevant to something in their profile or something you've already talked about. Um, talk about their car or their dog. Oh, I would love to, I love dogs. And you mentioned you have a Cocker Spaniel. I would love to, you know, what what is ginger look like? And so have it be relevant, but um, there are uh, ways to get around it, but it's still kind of on the person asking side to to be more um, delicate about it. And yeah. if, if your only intention is to see how, you know, if they're your body type or not, then that's on the guy's side to maybe not swipe on that person if, if all they see are, you know, closely cropped. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I I think like for me, like with, I I often, I find it to be a turnoff when guys have pictures of like shirtless pictures, you know, I'm like, oh no, I don't need to see that. I don't know. I mean, it's nice. They have nice bodies. I guess that's why they're obviously doing that to show you that they are in good shape. But I also feel like to me, that's like a guy who's just like full of himself. So yeah, no, I totally get it. What if they send you a picture of the banana bread of just the banana bread. Anyway, can you smile with banana bread? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can say, here's the banana bread, and you can do that. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. a way to, you know, yeah. do whatever. But um, right. I think it's that's... it's how playful and, and how much you want to connect versus how quickly, how big of a red flag you see that as. And, and I, I always mm-hmm. liken it back to everybody loves dogs, except people mm-hmm. who were chased or attacked by a dog when they were kids. So I can understand when something yeah. that we all think is more normal might not be. So like, even for ghosting, some people get rejected or or like get really bad responses when they turn somebody down and they get harassed or whatever. So if some people, you know, have to have their reasons for being more strict about their boundaries, I am all for mm-hmm. that. All about people mm-hmm. protecting their boundaries. I, I don't I don't swipe on guys that have a cat. I don't care for them. <laughs> <laughs> but you yeah you mentioned and no shirts. Oh yeah. Yeah, you mentioned the, the no shirts. I think in context, like if they're at the beach, 
on a vacation with friends that's that, or they're a surfer. Feel, that's one yes, thing. That's the gym selfies. But the oh. every picture tells a story. Every picture sends a message. So whatever pictures you put on your profile, whatever pictures they put on their profile, that's telling a story. That's sending a message of how serious they are, what they're looking for, what their lifestyle is. If they yeah. say they want something serious, but all of their pictures are at the club with bottles of crystal or, or you know drinks you know they yeah. have it's it's more about what they show and, and what kind of image or, or vibe they're trying to give off so yeah no that's absolutely true okay let's talk a little bit about unsolicited photos so i had an incident once i was talking to this guy and um i think we met once and it was even before we met and then we wound up meeting and it still continued and that was the end of him but he would send me photos of of everything, like not just him, but and not like the the, the X-rated yeah. pictures, which we'll get to in a in a second. But like it, it, wherever he was, and then I got pictures mm-hmm. of his kids, and then all this stuff. I'm like, oh my god, I'm not asking for your pictures. I don't yeah. want to see your pictures. I don't care about your pictures right now. You're not my boyfriend. I haven't even met you. Yeah. Leave me alone. Isn't that too much? Yeah, definitely. And you you basically were getting at what I was thinking when you said it, which was. It's sort of like a love bombing tactic, either conscious or unconscious, where mm-hmm. you've been on one date and they are treating you like you're in a relationship. Good morning. How is how's your weekend? You know, texting every day, sending you pictures of every little aspect of their life. And they're like 10 steps ahead when you're just, oh, it was a great first date and maybe I'll go on a second date. So just being at a mismatch pace. And sometimes that can be maybe they just got out of a relationship and they don't know how to date and build up to a point of having that comfort level and that that trust and, and that um, connection with someone or maybe insecurity. Maybe if I act more like we are together or that I like them, then they will like me back. So there can be different reasons, but it that can either on the receiving end be a question of, setting a boundary saying hey I, I think you're great but we've only been on one date so i'd love to keep getting you more but you know free, however you want to phrase it but i don't need to see you know 10 pictures from you a day or i, yeah. I you seem like a great father but you know I, w- I would like to save meeting the kids or learning more about your kids until i get to know you more so there's different ways you can go about that if other parts of of what you know about them point to green flags where yes maybe they just need a little bit of coaching from from your end versus Mm -hmm. this guy's love bombing me after one date and he's talking about six months off and you know talking about meeting the kids next month and a vacation two months from now he's jumping way too soon and that's that's in itself a a big red flag for you to be able to take a step back and and put the brakes down maybe you're making me like nervous just listening to that whole scenario (laughs) yeah that's a lot all at once what about the the dick pics like i find that to be disgusting why do guys do that That, yeah that's that's the reaction most people get and i i don't know what it is sometimes it's about power sometimes it's about um just like somebody flashing on the subway or just kind of getting a reaction they may have one time out of a hundred or or heard somebody get some sort of good reaction but it's uh or or some sort of um uh result from it but most of the time it's it's not even it, it doesn't do anything for them i mean i i think women like and enjoy sex and they want sex but there sure. has to be build up it's not just we matched we talked for five minutes so so here's a picture of I junk. know. I don't That's care like how proud you fast. are of that. Your yeah. muscle. Keep it in your pants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? So I mean, some on. of it's just the, yeah. the 
lack of maturity or prudence or even just like going way too fast. Um, I've, I've, I know women who have just blocked from there or, or responded back like, you know, a little bit angrily, but another tactic could be just to save, have a folder on your phone for those pictures and then you get a new one, send the previous one to him. So what's what's this? Oh, I thought we were trading in pictures. That was, or or you can tease them or, you know, put them down. So, uh, can you not send me, you know, your side porn or yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, or or yeah. you know, is it's that small? So you can tease them and kind of, however, whatever feels comfortable for you in that moment in that day to them, um, because again, sometimes you may get a bad reaction of mm -hmm. how dare you you know, criticize me or, or, you know, make fun of my manhood. And then that could be a, a bad reaction. So it's up to you. It's up to every woman how to handle that. Handle that that too would be a, it would be a block for, for me. Anybody yeah. sends me that they're out. Um, unsolicited, certainly. Um, yeah. yeah, no, thank you. Okay. All right. This is an interesting one. You say a red flag um, uh, is basically being indecisive and wishy-washy on the date planning. And I have to say, I fully agree. I yeah. like a guy who takes charge, comes up with something. It doesn't have to be this like insanely like, in, like a creative first date, but just says, okay, we're going to meet here. How's that I also like your idea of having the the date kind of closer to where the female's working yeah. um if this is a heterosexual relationship obviously or whomever is the initiator picks yeah. the location that's more convenient for the other person because I find it to be a huge red flag for me when they're selfish and they want me to go across town to go meet them on a first date I'm like no I'm not doing yeah. that all right so go ahead do tell us why yeah and even the guy picking up place close to him that's that's sort of lazy i don't want to put in the effort and or it can be there's a bar Stop down it. the street from where i live so it's an easy one drink and then back to my place so that can also tell you that there may be some intention to that um it can also tell you like the effort of are they looking to hang out or are they looking to date and get to know somebody because if you're looking to get to know somebody you're going to be more putting in more effort in getting to know them rather than prioritizing your travel distance, your your Uber fare, your you know walking distance right. or time or whatever, but the but the wishy washy part is if you are just looking to hang out, meet people, maybe find a friends with benefits, whatever it is, you're not gonna be very mm -hmm. serious. It's like okay, we talked, and this weekend if I feel like talking to her again, if something else falls through, then I'll, I'll reach out to her again. But if you're intentionally dating and trying to meet people to see if there's potential to build a connection and potentially a relationship. You're going to be, okay, that's great. We had a great conversation. Let's make a date on Tuesday or Thursday. What works for you? Should we grab drinks? And I know a great place here, and there's uh, a few restaurants close by if we get hungry. That's being intentional about setting up the date rather than – and it gives uh, allows the other person to set that time in their schedule and know, okay, on this day and this time, this is where we're going to be. This is the plan. Um, mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's just sort of breadcrumbing. It's, oh, yeah, I'll – Whenever I feel like texting you a couple of days from now, maybe maybe I'll be in the mood to maybe ask you to hang out, like even hanging out versus let's go out and grab drinks or, or have a specific kind of date. That's that's a, a level of red flag where it's red flag is basically uh, proceed with caution, like evaluate you know further and see what happens because if somebody just wants to hang out and you want dates and see if there's something there. Somebody mm -hmm. who, who's wishy-washy and just wants to hang out whenever they might feel like it is talking mm -hmm. to other people is 
not going to be serious about making time for you to get to know you. Um, so that's that's a big red flag if if you are wanting to um, proceed with dating and getting to know somebody. Yeah, no, that's absolutely good advice. Okay, let's combine the next two tips. You're saying um, being static um, and clingy and then also love bombing or being possessive is is another thing that people should be cautious of, right? So static and clingy, you're saying, uh, at least in the text format, like if someone writes to you, and this has happened to me so many times, like where someone writes to me and honestly, like, I usually don't even have my, I have my phone out at work, but I keep it kind of to the side and I don't really, I glance at the text messages as they come, but I'm so busy with work. I'm not responding to people right away unless it's a client or, you know, something urgent like that. But sometimes it gets buried. Like I forget, like I forget to write them back. I eventually will because I'll go through my texts at some point in time. But if they write again, I'm like, oh my God, give me a break. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Right. mm -hmm. Unless it's like I'm meeting them that night or something and it's important we connect and that's obviously different. But yeah. So why do you think that is such an issue? I I think it's an issue because it shows and not that this is bad for the people, but just to be able to categorize mm-hmm. it, it can come from insecurity and anxiety, like an anxious attachment style, where they, in their mind, I'm serious about dating and finding someone. And that means being able to respond to texts and being communicative, even though you either just matched or have only you know, set up a date or been on one or two dates, they mm-hmm. are, like we talked about earlier, at a much further stage in the relationship in their mind than you and so they have a set of expectations that they are judging you against oh it's been an hour or they haven't texted me in 24 hours so at 24 hours and one minute i'm i'm blocking them because they're not serious so that can come from like uh like i said anxiety anxious attachment insecurity or even their own potentially self-sabotaging behavior because they think they're not going to find a relationship or they're not worthy of a relationship. So they put in ultra strict boundaries for themselves that end up cutting off potential relationships. But yeah, it is, is difficult to be um, messaging with somebody. And then they're like, where'd you go? Did you get my text? And, and you should be able to text me if you're serious about this. So it does put you off. And that is a red flag because if that's how it starts, that's going to it's be just like going to get worse. Only, yeah. Just going to get worse. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I could see that if you're in a relationship for six months or a year, like that's your boyfriend yeah. or girlfriend or whatever, then yeah. fine. Oh, sorry. Whatever. And then they wouldn't care. They'd understand. And it's, it's a totally different like dynamic. Yeah. Let's get into a little bit of love bombing. We've done shows in the past about yeah. narcissism. And this is definitely like one of the first red flags that women and men will be mindful, should be mindful of um, when there's a narcissist kind of like on the prowl. Yeah. <laughs> so to speak so but it doesn't necessarily have to be a narcissist obviously it's just somebody who's just i guess in as you're saying just very insecure kind of similar to the attachment like anxiety etc where they are anxious to be in a relationship and just willing to like throw their heart to the wind so to speak is that right yeah 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 Yeah. they could be like nurse narcissist or narcissistic behaviors, tendencies, mm-hmm. it can be like an insecurity, it's like getting way ahead of themselves. Oh, my mom's going to love meeting you, or we can go mm-hmm. do this 
you know, three months from now, like planning way ahead. And mm -hmm. it's, um, it can also just be, um, like we talked about earlier, just not knowing how to date or what the social graces are because they came mm -hmm. out of the marriage and then they don't know how to start from scratch because they were married for 10 mm -hmm. years or in a relationship for however long. So it can be different reasons that they, they may do that. It could even be, and then this would be more of a red flag, but like similar to the narcissistic um, behaviors, sort of a um, putting on a front and saying the things they think you want to hear to get what they want. So whether that's making you feel like things are going really well so they can get to you know, take you home sooner, that could be one thing. So that's why it's good to know like what you want, what your boundaries are, and have your standards so you, rather than you saying, this is what I'm looking for, this is the type of man I'm, I'm looking for, don't give them like a, a checklist of how to be and what to say. Have it be more about seeing their behavior over time. Are they, mm -hmm. are they intentional about setting dates with you, keeping the communication up, having healthy um, conversations with you, not going too past, fast past your personal boundaries for like sex and touch and kissing and intimacy and whatever. So just respecting that and not just trying to speed things along so they can get what they want and then all of that. Yeah. So, it's, mm -hmm. so part of that just comes from that, that sense and that radar, that sixth sense just comes from dating and having experienced different situations where you're mm -hmm. comfortable uh, knowing you're not comfortable. And sometimes it can be a little difficult because if we ourselves have an anxious or an avoidant attachment, those sorts of signals that they send off um, the fact that we're getting a little bit anxious, we haven't heard from them in a couple of days. Maybe that's something from our childhood that we, from our parents, we never knew if they were going to be around or not, or, or trying to get their approval. Sometimes we, oftentimes we don't go for like a healthy relationship or healthy love so much as something that feels familiar. So if, right. if you're familiar with chaos or up and down or arguments or whatever it is that feeling when your body senses that feeling oh this is familiar this must be my definition of love that i learned as a mm -hmm. child sometimes mm -hmm. it takes some training to break away from that um mm -hmm. because if that if, if that is, yeah. yeah yeah if that is what you're used to then the the person who is like stable and normal and going at a normal pace might feel boring because there was no spark. There was no attraction. I didn't want to rip their clothes off on that first date. You know, it must right. you know, not be it. There's no fireworks and because right. you're used to something else when, in fact, you're, you're seeing green flags as red flags because your kind of internal programming right. is, is still based on, like, something that's not necessarily healthy. That's when you go to therapy. That's yeah. actually I'm, – I'm in – getting grad school for for that exact oh, awesome. situation yeah so yeah no it's it's very interesting how habits can form and a lot of that can be super unhealthy but appear to be healthy that's a whole other conversation but that's very very good to um to share because people do need to be mindful of that for sure okay as we're kind of running out of time i want to like mold a few more things um a little bit because i feel like some of this is um two more i'm going to hit if you don't mind i'm going to keep you a little longer okay all right yeah. so why like i wanted to touch on dressing for a date because i have to say like i love fashion and i if anybody knows me knows like I spend every last dime on my clothes and my shoes and my bags and all that. I do not expect my partner to, um, to be the same cause I'm a little obscene, but I 
do want to be with somebody who cares about their appearance, who puts some effort in because I feel like it shows how they are in life, how they, how they feel about themselves, how they care about me, you know, they, you know, what have you. Um, so talk to us a little bit about the importance of dressing appropriately for your date. Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Um, I, I think some people don't know how to dress well or, or how to pick clothes that fit and things like that. But I think there's still something to be said for putting in effort mm-hmm. and not showing up at a, you know, work clothes. Uh, like I, I had a, a friend who went on a museum date with somebody. He was a doctor, but he showed up in scrubs and they were like dirty and, and all of that. Ew. Uh, another That's another awful. person. Yeah. <laughs> and another person came straight from the gym, like sweaty gym Ew. clothes. Or uh, another one was like uh, cargo shorts and flip flops to like some place where you shouldn't be wearing that. But so, so, so there's a difference between That's somebody who can be sort of trained or groomed to, to dress better versus not putting any effort or thinking any effort is needed for a date. And, and I, so many women say this is like, I, I spend an hour getting ready on my makeup and my hair and my clothing just to go in and they're wearing some, you know, finance bro vest and, and not really doing, you know, like dad, you know, dad shoes or whatever. So they, women appreciate, I think, a little bit of effort and it's not that hard to change your clothes or or wear clothes that fit. So I think that's, so it's on the person, like how much of a red flag is it? So I went on a a date, like maybe, I don't know, two years ago with this guy and it was a first date and he, we went to a really nice restaurant in Philadelphia and um, he was you know, did well. And he was generous. He like pick up the check on the first date and everything like that. But he showed up in like a university of Pennsylvania sweatshirt with a hoodie, like a hood. It wasn't even like a nicer type. (laughs) I think his jeans might have been ripped and they weren't like the stylish rips. They were like just ripped from whatever, like old. Yeah. And sneakers. And I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So that was it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, so it's up to the person to decide how much of a red flag that is. It could be a yellow flag. It'd be a little red flag because some men can be groomed if you're in a relationship and, you know, encouraged to wear different things. But if they're yeah. just putting in zero effort, not giving a, uh, I don't know if I can swear on this, no, but not giving a crap just... about the date. No, then that's, I know. You know. We're at this nice restaurant and you wear a hoodie or you wear cargo shorts. I just felt like he you was know, sloppy. I don't even think yeah. he was it's not even about the effort because he was doing yeah. other things. He was just like a slob. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't yeah. be yeah. a slob. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Last but not least, because this is something I actually have anxiety about. The the end of the first date, the kiss situation. So mm-hmm. I don't like to give a kiss on the first date. I am more of a hugger. Um, mm-hmm. unless there's like some extreme chemistry, like like sparks flying by. I don't have like rules, but it does take me a hot second to feel like I want to kiss somebody. Um, I mean, I don't mind kissing them on the cheek. It's more like Mm -hmm. to have like an actual like make out kiss. Like I just, um, I I mean, I guess I would do it if I was put to the test, but, (laughs) but I don't think I would, my heart wouldn't be in it. So how do you handle that? And what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I I think that, Again, going back to socialization and um, men knowing how to date, I think sometimes their expectation of, oh, I bought you a couple of drinks or we went out for dinner. It's a first date and people kiss on the first date. So going from what's your favorite color? Where'd you grow up? What do you do for work to, all right, 
uh, and then coming in for do the kiss. Do they really kiss on the first date, though, Brian? Is do they really some do people, that? Some people do, or they expect that, or, or it's like, oh, this is what happens. You know, you get from you know A, B, C, and then at the end there's a kiss without realizing that there are boundaries, and you, you have to also build yet, up. So. You yeah. there should be chemistry, and um, like one of the things I had to learn was, you know, to get out of the friend zone and have more dates go to second dates is not just talking about who we are and, and what we want out of life and stuff, but actually building some chemistry and attraction. And it How can do you be do like, what are, your, what are your top three ways to build chemistry? I want to hear. Um, <laughs> That's a hard question. I know, but go, I want to hear. I will, I will say top three are don't start with dinner because you're sitting across from the table over a menu uh -huh. and you're eating half the time. If you do go to dinner, try and sit at the bar, like kitty corner yeah. or next to each other. Yeah. Because face-to-face -face is a little more awkward, but if you are, you can open up easier if you're next to each other or like kitty corner. That's not good. And yep, then the, totally the, the close proximity, okay. just being close to someone else's body. So all of that is picking a, a place to sit or picking a, a venue for the date where you can uh -huh. be close proximity without the awkwardness of like staring at their face the whole time. That'd be one. Um, and, and part of that can be like, oh, our are our shoulders grazed or our knees are touching and mm -hmm. those kind of little mm -hmm. kind of flutters of, of spark yeah. there you can do that um another one is having opinions and being okay with like disagreeing because that can turn into like teasing and mm -hmm. flirting and bantering mm -hmm. so it doesn't mm -hmm. have to be a serious talk it's not a job interview but being mm -hmm. playful on the date mm -hmm. and then i think um hard to break it into three um but we'll make uh, it longer if you need to it's okay. fine okay uh, i would say another one would be establishing an emotional connection so getting beyond the the questions about you know favorite color what do you do where did you grow up to like emotional experiences like what it what was it like to have that experience as a kid or um just different things that get you into uh um resonating with feelings that they had. Maybe you didn't have the same experience as a teenager, but you had a similar experience where you felt the same way or went through a different heroin transformation or kind of exciting okay. time uh -huh. or growth. So, so you can connect deeper, on more of an emotional level. Yeah, yeah. deeper and conversations. I, mm -hmm. And then um, I think this ties into flirting, but it can be just expressing the interest. You don't have to come in and say, oh, you're so hot, I want to kiss you. But it's like the eye contact, like a non-awkward silence where you're like, oh, sorry, I just got distracted. You're, I just can't stop looking at you. It's kind of those little moments in between mm -hmm. the, the more normal conversation to express interest and desire. So, you know, by the end of the date, uh, I've just been thinking about kissing you all night. And then so you're expressing it without just saying, you know, ABC, and then I'm here for the kiss. So it has to mm -hmm. be a buildup. And there has to be some sort of tension and attraction mm -hmm. there, mutual. Mm -hmm. And the best way, one of the best ways, you know, in addition to those is um, part of that last one is expressing my interest. Because you may not feel that I'm interested in you. So your interest in me may not start to bubble up. But if I let you know, I, I, I can't stop staring at your eyes or your lips or whatever, or I, I get kind of flirty with you, then that sparks up a little something in you. And then that can build and we can build off of that as we go through the date as we, you know, our knees touch or we move to a different location and sit closer and our shoulders mm -hmm. are, are touching. And then mm -hmm. 
we I tease you about like your favorite band or something. So the the playfulness, the tension, the like sexual tension, or the, just that tension on the date, where there is attraction and it's palpable, it, you know it's there, mm-hmm. but you're not doing anything about it yet. And it's it's like at the end, so you're walking to the car, you're walking down the street, and like it's that. sort of That's like, good. will it happen? It has to be mm-hmm. like an adventure and not a like a task. Just no, at the I like end that. here, I'm gonna come in. Yeah. I like that the sitting at the bar and I would like to add to your list is to avoid eating the food altogether and just stick with the drinks because then you might be a little out of your shell and (laughs) take a a stroll down the wild side a little bit of a first kiss. All right. Love it. Love it. For date planning, planning, unless there's a ton of rapport prior to the first date or you know the person from, you know, from work or from friends, my suggestion is always start with like coffee or drinks. And then you, if, if there's no chemistry, you can be out in 20, 30 minutes, but yeah. if things are going well, then you can say, oh, I know an ice cream place down the road, or we, you want to go bowling after coffee, or you have a couple of drinks, or oh, I know a pizza place and a sushi place around the corner. I'd love to keep talking to you. So that is part of the, hey, it's going so well. We moved from one location to a next and the night kept going and you're building that chemistry and the attraction as part of the date planning itself. So that's another way to add that layer in. All right, cool. All right, well, thank you. We are out of time, my friend. Um, if you could just share with all of our listeners how they can find you um, and all that good stuff, we'll include it in our show notes too. Yeah, thank you so much. It, it was such a pleasure talking today. Um, yeah. My, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Mr. So M R Brian C Dunn, and that's Brian with an I. So Mr. Brian C Dunn, and my website is BrianCDunn.com. You can see like in-depth guides, articles, dating tips, communication, um, all sorts mm-hmm. of stuff on there and get in touch with we, me for like coaching or class information. Awesome. Are you are you dating now or are you in a relationship? I, I have a girlfriend. We were oh, in a relationship, good. yes. We, it's been about a year and a half. So we've awesome. been during the pandemic, yeah. Okay, so you're walking the walk. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I like it. All right, thank you so much. I appreciate you being with us. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Race for the Ring. If you liked today's episode, please write us a review. They can make or break a good podcast, just like a dull dude can be the kiss of death to a date. I'll catch you next week. And in the meantime, be sure to say hi and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. My handles and contacts are in the show notes. It's been my pleasure to have you along for today's dating debate. Bye-bye. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.